Welcome back to the Depth Chart Podcast. It is game week. My name is Freddie Maggard, uh, joined by Nicholas Roush, uh, KSR writer extraordinaire. And uh, it is game week. It's finally here. I didn't know if we, we would ever get here, um, but we are. Uh, we are a couple of days away from the Cats going through the Plains to take on the Auburn Tigers. It's going to be different. Uh, not, uh, not a full stadium. I think, what, 17,000 to be in the stadium, Nick? Yes, mostly students. Um, although, yeah. like, heck, I've heard from some UK fans that are going. So I'm sure there will be some others that get in. Uh, but yeah, yeah so it's going to be it's different. Gonna be, yeah, totally different atmosphere. Uh, I think Kentucky has the advantage due to being the experienced team uh, because, uh, as we've seen in several teams' openers, uh, the more experienced teams have fared better. And uh, let's uh, let's jump right into it. I, I got some keys to the games where I got some things to, to pay attention to uh, that I think is going to be important on Saturday. And the first one, Nick, is to keep Bo Nix in the pocket. Make him beat you by his pocket passing because where Bo Nix, the quarterback, is Auburn's quarterback is dangerous is when he extends plays, when he gets outside of the pocket, uh, when he gets out – and, and and starts, uh, uh, you know, making plays that are off script. And Kentucky's going to have to keep him in the pocket. And you do that by a couple ways. You get interior pressure, and that will come from Quentin Bohanna, uh, Marco and McCall, and then Josh Paschal, Phil Hoskins, those defensive those end types, uh, maintaining their rush lanes to allow the outside rushers, Jordan Wright, uh, Boogie Watson, maybe a, a, a corner blitz or whatever, but Kentucky's got to keep Bo Nix in the pocket because when he gets out, that's when he becomes dangerous and that's when he is his best. And that was last year. Now, I've read that Chad Morris has a whole new offense, the new offensive coordinator for Auburn, but I can't, not, I can't imagine Auburn going away from what Gus Mazan has done for years. But my point number one, again, it's, it's, it's going to be very, very important, is to keep Bo Nix in the pocket, Nick. And I, I like this as kind of our, our first ingredient to a UK recipe success versus Auburn because there's been many times, Freddie, when Kentucky's pass rush has been elite, but it's usually because of one or two guys just making plays on the edge. And a quarterback like Bo Nix, could have success against that. And I, I go back to that Mississippi State game in 2018 where um, Josh Allen really got after Nick Fitzgerald but struggled to bring him down because, A, he was just a big guy, um, and, B, Josh got held a lot. But also there wasn't that the, – the four the, – the pass rush wasn't really a complete product at the time. Um, you know, you had a young Boogie Watson who did all right, but especially – uh, in those interior rush lanes. And you heard Brad White challenge Quentin Bohanna a lot in the preseason. And this is where Bohanna has got to be able to leave his mark. It's a tough challenge right away. But the ability to get a, a pass rush up the middle in between the center guard tackle, that's where you can really wreak havoc on a guy like Bo Nix. 
Yeah, it's called it's called getting getting a pass rush from the organic uh, rushers, and that that are that's the the three down linemen in a three four defense, and that is the you know you talking about the starters here. That's Phil Hoskins, Quentin Bohanna, Josh Pascal have to be effective, and and I think they will be in in the category of keep Bo Nix in the pocket. Auburn has four out of five new starters on the offensive line, and they'll be they'll be tested. and And I think that is somewhere where Kentucky has to be successful to win. I mean, I, this is a this is this is non negotiable is to mm-hmm. make him beat you from the pocket because yep. you know when when he gets out and gets to gets to be creative and and again I'm higher on Bo Nix than a lot of other people. That's when it gets dangerous and. I think this is also too. I mentioned Bohanna earlier, but like Josh Pascal has got to be your difference maker as a three down lineman who can rush like an edge rusher. Um, because right. especially when they get rolling tempo, Freddie, like you can't really, yeah. it's hard to sub in a Phil right. Hoskins in for somebody on like a third down. So that's, that's where you, you need Josh Pascal and Quentin Bohanna to, to play big as bigger guys but who also have a little bit of explosiveness to them. Exactly. I'm going to stay with, uh, with, uh, with the Kentucky defense theme here. Uh, you, you, they can't – Kentucky's defense can't uh, be tricked or fooled by the shiny lures. And I, and I, I equate playing the Auburn offense as a fishing trip because uh, Gus Malzahn, again, you know, I'm sure he'll have a lot of influence on what Chad Morris calls is a lot of deception, a lot of motions, misdirections, uh, pulling offensive linemen, uh, everything that 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 Auburn will do will be about deception. I mean, it, it is it is known. It's 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 what you see when you put on the tape from Auburn. And uh, I think that you know Kentucky has to maintain gap integrity, has to maintain its rush lanes. Again, going back to point one. And it can't get sucked into uh, deception by the Auburn offense because that is that is exactly what Gus Malzahn would want to do. And especially for like that, this is where the uh, the experience in the secondary really pays off because I don't think you're going to get a guy like Yusuf Corker uh, falling asleep cheating uh, when he's back there playing center field. Uh, even though Kelvin Joseph, this is his first time start like I. I think he's going to be pretty dedicated to locking down Seth Williams. Where I think he could cause more of a problem is in the run game. Uh, and that's nothing against Jamin Davis or DeAndre Square. But getting those initial run fits, like, it's going to take some time. And they can't play every snap. Brad White said that plenty of times this preseason. So you're going to have guys like Marquez Bembry, Jared Casey, maybe even Derek Jackson in there who just haven't played that position at this level before. and being disciplined in those run fits and not falling for the pulling guards is, is going to be incredibly important. Exactly. I mean, that, that's, that's going to be important and that's going to be critical because I mean, you can't be chasing plays with Auburn or they'll have you all over the place. Uh, all right. Stay uh, staying with the defense here. Uh, Kentucky has to be ready for the tempo. You, you touched on it a little bit. Auburn, when it gets going, when it, when it has a big play, We'll, can, we'll go tempo, we'll go fast. And what that does, that affects the, the substitution pattern for the Kentucky defense. You touched on it a little bit, Nick. Um, you know, 
fast. There's fast and there's Central Florida fast. I don't know if you saw them against Georgia Tech. <laughs> uh, Auburn, Auburn won't go quite that fast, but uh, it won't substitute. That means if the offense doesn't substitute, then the defense doesn't have time to. If the Auburn offense substitutes, then the officials have to has to uh, the officials have to make time for Kentucky to substitute. So. What Auburn could do, and what it likes to do this when it has success on first down, is go fast and keep the same personnel on the field and just go fast and go with slow to try to prevent the defense from substituting and wear the defense down a little bit and then find advantages mainly along the line of scrimmage. So uh, I expect Auburn to go fast on Saturday, and I expect Auburn to play with tempo uh, because, I mean, they're, they're going to have to find some way uh, to circumvent the experience of the Kentucky defense, especially in the secondary and, and along the defensive line. So I expect to see a lot of tempo from, from the Auburn offense. You know what it kind of reminds me of, Freddie, is uh, in a movie that came out 20 years ago this week, it, uh, Remember the Titans, whenever Coach Yost's sees him go back in shotgun. He says, who they think they are? The New York Jets. And I, I, I just, A, I love that line. B, I love the notion of thinking that, like, the New York Jets are a good football team because I don't think that's happened in my lifetime. Oh, I guess they had that, like, two years with Rex Ryan. Um, yeah. But it is – that's that's kind of what Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris both, like, that. that's that, – they really were able to rise quickly through the coaching ranks because of this offense. And uh, Brad White said it Wednesday, like no matter what on that first series, I don't care if it's four plays or a 12 play drive, like that first series of the season, you're just, you're going to be gassed because you're not used to the speed of the game and everything. And and that's where uh, like you don't want to get behind the eight ball early with them rolling tempo in that first series. Cause it's just, it's going to be different. It's, it's, it's something they haven't done in uh, nine months. So uh, it, I, I think you hit it on it the other day, but starting fast. So you can't let starting fast. will make sure that Auburn can't go too fast. Right. Yeah, exactly. Nick. And I think, you know, Kentucky has got to be ready for the tempo and they've had time to prepare for it. Uh, and it's not something that Kentucky's not faced in the in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I, I think I think the I think the Cats will be ready for tempo. Uh, getting on some offensive uh, recipes for success, uh, the offensive line has to get up on the second level, uh, meaning uh, make make their initial block on the or on the defensive line, then get up to that linebacking core. That, that Auburn has arguably the best linebackers in the SEC. Some say the best linebacker group in the country and uh, led by K.J. Britt. But Kentucky's got to get up. Offensive line has to get up and, and get their hands on the linebackers because th- those, those linebackers from Auburn are going to be active. Uh, they're going to be shooting gaps. They're going to be taking chances. Uh, and, and Kevin Steele's defense, defensive coordinator from Auburn, you know, makes $2.5 million a year for, for a reason. I mean, he's very creative to get those linebackers active. So, Drake Jackson, Luke Fortner, Kenneth Horthy, even the tackles, Darren Kennard, Landon Young, have to get up on the linebackers and get their hands on them uh, uh, to, 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 to rush 
I think Kentucky's going to have to rush for 200 yards uh, to beat Auburn. And and what how the how Kentucky can do that is run right at those new defensive linemen and getting their hands up on 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 the, on the linebackers on the second level. Kentucky has to dominate the line of scrimmage. Kentucky has to has to be effective with their offensive linemen, which you know that's that's the strength of this team at the point of attack. And and by doing that, uh, it's going to be very important for Kentucky, especially on the stretch plays, power plays. Uh, outside inside zone plays to get up on those get up on those linebackers. Okay, Freddie, I've got a question for you. You might have okay. to dig a little deep here, but I mentioned Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz, the Auburn wide receivers. Um, yeah. And at linebacker, you've got KJ Britt and Owen Papo. We've yeah. we've talked a lot about the kind of inexperience at a lot of places at Auburn, but those four guys are really talented. Are they yeah. the best combos at wide receiver and at linebacker UK will face this fall? Um, you know, I have to let the season play out, Nick, really to make that uh, call. Uh, I would say linebacker, yes. Wide receiver, I have to see more. Uh, you know, I, obviously, Williams and Swartz are extremely talented, uh, but, but, but linebacker, I would say yes. And everybody I talk to is very high on Pampo mm-hmm. uh, as far as he is the up and rising, all SEC, all American type player. Then KJ Britt is is the proven entity at linebacker. And and that's another recipe I got, Nick, because I think Kentucky, by getting up on the linebackers, getting up on that second level, has to keep KJ Britt under 10 tackles. If he's back there running free, Mm-hmm. Then that's that's not going to bode well for the uh, for the Kentucky offense, especially the running offense. So keeping linebacker KJ Britt under ten tackles, uh, I think uh, is, is very very important. Well, um, it's, it's the Daniel kind of Batuli effect last year, where Kentucky yeah. was running fine, but he had you know eighteen tackles or whatever, and you couldn't get past that that second level of Tennessee's defense. Right, and, and in that exactly in that game, UK struggled in the, the the red zone. I mean, well, I don't know if you'd say struggled, but the last play ended right there in the red zone. And I heard a stat. I, was it you that shared the stat on the football podcast that Auburn's red zone defense has been one of the best in the country over the last few years? Yeah. What 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 makes them yes. so good in the red zone? Uh, well, I mean, well, we had uh, Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown. That, that helps quite a bit when you got two <laughs> – you know, you got those guys and, and playing in front of this linebacking core. So, yeah. And then, and then uh, Jeremiah Denson led the team in tackles last year. Uh, you know, you have, you have four veteran starters in the secondary, shortened down the field. So I think that that's why Auburn was, was so successful in the red zone. Uh, Kentucky has to be efficient on first down. You cannot get behind the chains against a Kevin Steele defense. Or you can get in trouble real quick, man. Uh, you know, if, if you're if you're constantly dealing with second and eight, second and nine, third and seven, third and eight plus, he is going. Kevin Steele will dial up some crazy blitzes, get those linebackers coming and off the edge, up the middle. Uh, you know, and that's when Auburn's defense will have the advantage. And Kentucky uh, is not a not an offense that's comfortable at third and seven plus. So First down has to be efficient for Kentucky to not get behind the chains and 
Kentucky uh, is going to have to prove that it can win some one-on-one battles with uh, its wide receivers. Um, by doing that, if Kentucky wins some one-on-one battles against a young second secondary from Auburn, then what that allows is it, it, it frees up the box. It opens up the box because last year you saw eight, nine, ten defenders in the box against the Kentucky running game. If Auburn is allowed to do that with those linebackers, it's going to be challenging for Kentucky uh, uh, to rush for 200 yards. So, uh, uh, Josh Ali, the receivers are going to have to prove that they can win some one-on-one battles on the outside and inside to loosen up that Auburn defense. If not, then, then you're going to have a stack box with, with the best linebacking crew uh, you know, in the SEC, and that, 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 that could spell trouble for Kentucky. I'm curious, Freddie, what your thoughts are on this, because in the NFL, the analytics folks have become real big fans of passing on first down um, because passing is, quote, unquote, the most efficient play. I know, obviously, the quarterback play is a little bit different at the NFL level, but but what are your thoughts on, on how, like, on using Terry Wilson, using that first down for him to get comfortable? Because I, I feel like on the one hand, uh, Auburn will probably – try to really sell out to stop the run. Uh, so you should have more opportunities to pass the ball. But on the other hand, uh, you don't like looking down the barrel at second and 10 after an incompletion. No, exactly. I mean, that, that's something that it's, it's, you know, you, that, that, that comes from the feel of the game. You know, how efficient is Terry Wilson? Is he completing 65% or, or higher of his passes? Then you can – then throwing on first down is, is something that is efficient. So it's really tough to, uh, to, to gauge that, um, you know, with that running game from Kentucky and offensive line, you know, a lot of times you can get ahead of the chains, uh, you know, get ahead of the series just by running the football. But you're gonna, Kentucky's going to have to mix it up because Auburn is going to expect to run on first down. So, again, you know, that's when you got to get some one-on-ones. That's when you got to get some play-action passes. And, you know, if those linebackers blitz, you know, you're going to have a tight end one-on-one with a defensive back, which should be advantage for Kentucky uh, uh, with Justin Rigg and Keaton Upshaw. So, uh, you know, play-action pass is good on first down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, early I expect Kentucky to take a shot, you know, downfield just, right. just, to let, just to let Terry turn it loose, just to let him turn it loose and throw it as far as he can to get that <laughs> out of his system. So, yeah. But, again, it's going to be vital that Kentucky wins some one-on-one battles on the outside. Freddie, did you – when it was like the, the season opening game, were you a I-just-need-to-get-hit-once kind of guy, I-just-need-to-let-it-rip-once kind of guy before you could get comfortable? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I always like to, to take a hit and I always like just, just to, you know, in a play action or something, just throw it as far as I can. Get that out of my system <laughs> and, and just set, settle down and, and settle into the game plan. Uh, so yeah, I, I like doing that. I think, uh, you know, uh, I think Kentucky, you know, another recipe, Nick, I think Kentucky has to complete 60, 65% plus of its passes. And, uh, by do we talked a little bit about, do, about that, about that unload that the Auburn defense from the box and then test those new starters in the secondary Auburn will have four new starters and, and along the uh, four new defensive back starters. And I think it's, it's vital for Kentucky to test those guys out and, and, and get the wide receivers back into the flow of the game. 
And I think once they get back into the flow of the game, uh, that, that will, you know, Terry will be able to get more, more, uh, more opportunities in the passing game. But, yeah, Kentucky's got to complete 60 65% plus in order to beat Auburn. Uh, I like that number, Freddie. I, I really do. And you know what? I don't think that's asking uh, terribly too much. Um, no, no, not not in today's offenses. No, uh, you know because there's there's some there's some easy completions on you know bubble screens on screens to, or, or or checkdowns to the wide receivers, tight ends, running and, backs, uh, running backs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think I think that's a solid number for Kentucky uh, to have to beat Auburn. Do you have a number on on deep shots you want to see Kentucky hit on? Because I I think it's important to keep that defense honest to to be able to capitalize on a couple of those. Yeah, I think I think it's very I think it's vital for Kentucky to 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 keep Auburn honest by hitting you know not just taking deep shots but but completing a deep shot or two, and that way you know at least Auburn will have to honor that option of the Kentucky offense because, you know, again, if not, then, 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 you know, Kevin Steele is going to load the blocks and, and throw in some run blitzes. And, you know, he's, he's a very good defensive coordinator. And I think, uh, you know, one of the best matchups of the, of the weekend is Eddie Grand versus Kevin Steele, you know, Kentucky's offensive coordinator versus Auburn's defensive coordinator. I think that's, that's one of the better matchups of we, or this week, weekend in the SEC. Yeah, no, no, there's no doubt about it. Um, especially when, for the most part, the, the folks in Birmingham, they weren't, they didn't want to give um, too many of their stars uh, tough tasks in week one. Uh, if you look at the schedule, Freddie, you know, that they aren't going to have the Iron Bowl week one. They're going to give Nick Saban a little time to get his toes wet. Yeah, I mean, Alabama has what, Missouri? <laughs> and, and that Florida has all that, Miss, you know, Georgia yeah. is playing nobody. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on that Florida Ole Miss game to see, you know, how Lane Kiffin uh, puts his influence on that, on that program. Uh, Cause you know, Kentucky's got them coming up. Uh, I think, I think Alabama will absolutely destroy Missouri and that, that, that will not be much of a game and Mac Jones and, and that, receiving core will, will have its way against the Missouri Tigers. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, that's going to be fun to just really open up. One thing I didn't realize until yesterday, this is very random, but Damon Hazleton from Virginia Tech, he transferred to Missouri. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah the wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, good, good, yeah, good player, good football player. Um, but, yeah, that that's – you know, we went through those quick – uh, but I th- again, uh, just highlighting what we talked about: keep Bo Nix in the pocket, make him beat you by p- being a pocket passer. I think is vital, absolutely vital. And then the second most vital thing on here, Nick, I see is is first down efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two things, those two things are are just critical for Kentucky. And then we'll finish this up by Kentucky has to have clean special teams play. Um, because the whole process of kicking extra points, of kicking field goals, uh, is new because yes. you got a new snapper, new holder, and somewhat of a new kicker in, in, in Ruffalo. Uh, so you know that that that's that's something to keep your eyes on because mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, it's all new and it's anytime it's new and, and, you know, possibility there's going to be some weather. So the football could be a little wet, a little slick, you know, that's going to be important. And then Kentucky can't have any botched returns. Fumble, you know, we yeah. saw that so much in, in the first week or two of college football of, of a drop punt or, or drop field goal or, or drop kickoff return. Uh, that's something that Kentucky can't have because you can't give Auburn yards. You can't give up cheap yards, free yards. You got to make them earn every, every, I think Drake Jackson said, every, or some, Landon Young, somebody said, every blade of grass on yeah. the field, you have, they'll have to earn. So that was a yeah, great I line think, about it was Landon Young. Such a great line. Yeah. We're going to make them earn yes. every blade of grass. That's such a football guy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So, so total clean. Special teams play from the Cats is, is is going to be necessary to win. And, and Freddie, it, on the special teams, like I, you're right that a lot of it's going to be new, but at least like a lot of those guys did get their toes wet. Ruffalo kicked probably the last five, six games of the year last year. Uh, yeah. And then Josh Ali did re, his punt return duties were about the same, and he had one muff. But aside from that, I felt pretty good about him back there. And I think a lot of that, yeah. too, was just the kind of nerves and just not being comfortable back there. So, at least I think he's comfortable. And, and Zach Johnson's going to be returning kicks. And that dude, number 28, yeah. he's just fun to watch on all special teams because he knocks he the hell out of people on uh, when he's when he's playing the defensive part. And he's, he's had a couple of big returns, too, uh, as the kickoff returner. He has. He has. So – yeah, that, that's going to be important for Kentucky, uh, you know, because, again, Dean Hood's gone. Dean Hood was a special teams coordinator, but Kentucky's in good hands uh, with, uh, in, with special teams, uh, with quality control coach they got there, and, and all the coaches get involved with, with special teams. So uh, that, that, that's something that, that we need to keep our eyes on. But uh, it's game week, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost here, and, and I'm excited. And uh, I'm I'm really uh, anxious to watch Terry play. Uh, I'm 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 happy for him that he, he worked his way back into this situation where he can play. And, and and I'm looking forward to watching him on the field on Saturday. And uh, you know I think I think another important thing to to touch on uh, is is Bo Allen earned the backup position. So mm-hmm. and, and I'm hearing nothing but really good things about him that situation nothing is ever too big for him of course we've not seen him in a game yet right uh, but I think but he uh, he's he's had a great camp uh, along with Vito Tisdale uh, another true freshman that's in that in the mix in the two deep depth chart in the mix to play and, and I'm looking forward to watching him in game action and uh, you know I, I was surprised by the depth chart that none of the rookie defensive linemen are in the two deep but it's kind of Kind of expected because there was a lot of experience that they have to jump over. Right. Uh, but, but but this year with the, with the eligibility, you know, they're going to be freshmen again next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I expect to see a bunch of them on the field sometime this season. I, I think you're going to see a lot of freshmen play. Uh, so uh, a guy that we've not talked about is J.J. Weaver. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to watch him play. Uh, I think he's ready to break out and, and – and that that position, that Jack linebacker position with with Jordan Wright and JJ Weaver, I think is in good hands and can, and will keep up the tradition of Kentucky producing outside linebackers uh, for the next level. And I think we have to talk about Boogie Watson. 
came out from the media days or whatever, uh, SEC media, uh, that Boogie Watson was third team all SEC. And the returning sack leader in the conference being third team, I think, is disrespect for Boogie Watson. And, and I think he'll, he'll be out to prove that people are wrong. I, uh, I, I'm glad you mentioned J.J. Weaver because I think just in the – like we, we've got so many players to talk about, it kind of gets lost in the wash. But every time Mark Stoops brings him up on the coaches show – He's like, yeah, that guy's not going to be around here for very long. So, like, when Mark yeah. Stoops is saying things like that, like, you know that there's a lot there. And, and really, I'm just curious how much they're going to split up reps with him and Wright. Last year, he only played in four games, and a lot of it was obviously to keep his red shirt, and, and a lot of it was mop-up duty. But, man, he played really well in that Louisville game. I think he had five tackles. Yeah. So, I'm curious – when they're going to use it, like what situations they'll want to use them in, or if it's just going to be they're just going to split up series between him and Wright. I, I don't know, but I think he's going to play a big part. And another thing I want to hit on, I'm curious with the travel squad, because even though those those freshman defensive linemen aren't in the two deep, you can bring 70. So I, I'm curious yeah. which, which kind of true freshmen um, they are going to bring along besides Bo Allen. Uh, and uh, Vito Tisdale, of course, two guys who you know are, are right there in the mix of it. But I'm curious what other true freshmen will uh, end up yeah. making uh, appearances on that travel squad. Well, I think Michael Drennan has to be one. Isaiah Cummings, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're they're high on him. Uh, Valentine, the defensive back, uh, you know, I've heard things about him. So you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how many freshmen play, you know, because Kentucky's a veteran team and has got a lot of veteran presence, especially on, on, on the lines, uh, secondary, uh, yeah, just about everywhere. Kentucky's veteran, uh, only, only place that is not is the backup inside linebackers. Uh, Jared Casey played last year, but he was, uh, he played outside. So he's moving from outside linebacker to inside linebacker. And Marquez Brimbry had played against Vanderbilt. Uh, I think he had one tackle last year. So, you know, he, uh, Juco coming over, and he's going to be playing his first meaningful minutes at the college level. And Jared Casey's going to be playing his first meaning, meaning, uh, meaningful minutes at a new position. So that's going to be interesting to watch because inside linebackers take, you know, they get beat up pretty good. So the twos are going to have to play. Uh, sometime during the game so that that that's something to keep your eyes on as well all right freddie i this is just kind of a general question i got for you and i'm sure this is going to change once we get to saturday morning you know when college game day starts at 9 a.m and you got your your cup of joe and, and the game day juices are flowing but just in general how, how do you feel about the game saturday I feel good about it, Nick. I really do. And I think experience is, is why, because uh, Kentucky has a ton of experience, a ton of snaps that have been played by veterans for, for many years. Auburn's play is starting, uh, you know, four new offensive linemen, new defensive linemen, a new secondary, uh, a new offense, you know, with Chad Morris. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that, can be discarded as something that's not important to this game because, you know, this is the first time out in a game situation uh, with a new offensive coordinator. Now, defensive coordinator uh, Kevin Steele 
there will be consistency there. Mm-hmm. And Auburn is Auburn's going to have a, a really good defense. I don't care if, if they have the new personnel uh, at new places. They're still going to be good because they recruit well. Uh, they develop well. And, and, and a lot of these guys that are in new starting roles have played before. Uh, just not 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 a starter, so so it's being interesting to see. But uh, I like the experience that Kentucky brings. I like anytime you can, you know, offensive line play travels, uh, so uh, that that that's going to be an advantage for Kentucky. Oh, I like that offensive line play travels. The the thing that I'm getting because I I've been pretty optimistic throughout this whole process, but. As we're getting closer to game day, my kind of anxiety is building just to see a passing attack because, yeah, you know, we knew what we got. We were getting for so long out of that Bowden ball um, that after those, you know, that Arkansas game, you're really confident that if nothing else, Kentucky was going to be able to move it up and down yeah. the field. Whereas now I'm just uh, – I'm just curious who the other pass catchers are going to be that can – yeah, you know, because Terry Wilson, you know, I I don't care how good or bad he's going to be. Like it's a two way street there. So uh, yeah. I'm just I've 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 got a lot of well, this player can be really good, but now it's all a matter of just actually doing it on Saturday. And I'm not going to lie, Freddie, I'm it, there's going to be a it, it's a, it's prove it kind of thing for me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have the bubble guts. I'm gonna be anxious, real anxious, <laughs> Saturday morning, waiting for this pass yeah. to see this passing attack. Yeah, I'm anxious as well, Nick. I, I really am. I'm, you know, I'm excited. I, I, I just want to see some football. You know, it's been a, it's been a challenging and long offseason uh, for those guys, and and I'm just ready to watch them uh, perform between the lines and and get out there and play some football. And you know, uh, this is a challenging season for Kentucky. A challenging schedule. Uh, you know, you don't have a couple games to ease into this. You jump straight into Auburn at Auburn, and, and that's that's a tough opener for anybody, not just Kentucky. I mean, that will be a tough opener for LSU or Alabama or Georgia, anybody. I mean, that's Auburn is 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 a is a successful program, and uh, you know it's it's built its way uh, through personnel, through recruiting, and developing, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. So, oh, uh, looking forward can't to wait. it, my man. Really can't wait. <laughs> Looking forward to it, my man. So, uh, one last thing here with the, the Kroger KSR game of the week is Johnson Central at Simon Kenton. So, we're heading away uh, up there tomorrow and getting ready to see a, hopefully another cl- classic game. We saw a good one last week with Belfer and Pipeville, and, and uh, we got Simon Kenton and, and uh, Johnson Central on Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear your, uh, your takeaways from watching Grant Bingham play, the big boy from Johnson. Yeah. Central. He's got a UK offer. Yeah. He's got quite a few offers, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yeah, he's, so. he's, got, he's got a bunch of offers. So, I think it's interesting. He's, he has an Arizona State offers. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of random, but yeah. Man, Herm Edwards going to the hollers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, that's right. Hey, we've done a good job picking these games so far. So, I guess we're going to – I mean, we need another – score in the final five minutes for this to, to live up to the hype of the first two weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another uh, down to the last second game, but 
I hope that you all have enjoyed uh, uh, the recipes. What do you call it, Nick? The recipes for the game? Yeah, the recipe for success. We're, we're cooking up recipe a win against success. Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And we appreciate you listening. We hope that you uh, – how do you do a podcast? You join a podcast? You subscribe? What, what, yeah, you, you can you can subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. You can download us. You can stream us. There's so many ways to listen to us. But we appreciate you uh, subscribing and leaving a review for and joining us. I guess you could say on the Depth Chart. There podcast. you go. <laughs> and we, we we will talk to you next Thursday. Hopefully after a big win for Kentucky at Auburn. So Nick, enjoy the game, my friend. Will do. You too, Freddie. All right.